There were things I was doing that I didn't want to do, that I wanted to quit. I had no power to do it. I was seeing it was hurting my family. I was, I had this guilt feeling. You know, I wanted a change in my life. I couldn't do it. Welcome, my friends, to The Storyteller, where you'll find First Nations people from across Native North America who are following Jesus Christ without reservation. Does that sound familiar? Maybe we're not used to hearing someone be so honest, but today's storyteller is willing to go there. And then she takes us even further to the place where she found relief. I'm Nida Nelson. I'm an Aleut, and I lived in the village of Igigik. Igigik is in Bristol Bay. It's in the northern part of the Alaska Peninsula on the Bering Sea side of Alaska. I grew up in a smaller village. My family was, you know, pretty close. You know, we would go to church every Saturday and Sunday morning, and my dad would go to Igigik and commercial fish every summer, so we traveled back and forth, and we put up fish for the dogs. And You know, we were a hard-working family and close, and uh, when I was, I think when I was probably 11 or 12, my mom and dad started drinking, and that's when it really was like a big change in my life. At first, I was very secure, and all of a sudden, it was like that security was really gone. Like, they had, you know, people were coming and going, and and mom and dad were drinking, and they just weren't like they used to be, you know. When I was really low, my mom never drank. You know, sometimes dad would, but not mom. And uh, But when mom started, and, you know, they would drink together, I just felt like, I really lost a lot of security that I had, and uh, I had older sisters, you know, that, and we kind of got, you know, we got really close. Of course, we still liked mom and dad. They were very good providers, and but it was really different, and so we start smoking, and oh, my older sister would smoke, and I'd catch her, so I'm going to tattle. I'd tattle on her and get her in trouble. And she would let me smoke so that I wouldn't paddle. So she said, now if you tell, I'll tell too. So they got me at a real young age at that. But that drinking really changed lives. After I was married, I, uh, we, my husband and I drank a lot. We had small children. There were times I wished, man, it would be so nice if I could be born again and, you know, start life all over again. Because when I was growing up, I always said I would never drink in front of my children. And here I was, an adult, drinking in front of my children. You know, and I said I would never do that to my children. And I turned right around and did it to my children. And I really wish they could talk about it, you know, when I would like to know how they felt, how I made them feel. Because I know, I know I probably have really hurt at them at times, which... I wish we could talk about. So the missionaries were there in the village, and I started to go to church. Well, my kids started to go, and 
then I started feeling guilty about letting them go. So I would go with them. And I kept telling myself, I'm only doing this for them so they can go and be in Sunday school and hear God's word. And then the Lord really worked in my life, and I just kept going. I went to the evening services. I went to the Wednesday services. And at this time, I had five small children. I would go to church and start hearing him talk about salvation. And then, you know, he would say, you know, if you've never accepted the Lord, you're not going to heaven. You're not saved. I would be so angry. I would go home and say, I'll never go again. Never. And this would be like Sunday night. By Wednesday night, by Wednesday, I'd have dinner real early, get things cleaned up, get the older kids dressed clean and the younger ones under pajamas and and just for there waiting, Andrew would say, Go ahead and go to church if you want and boy we'd be out that I'd be out the door and take the older kids with me. And again, why is this guy just preaching to only me? You know, there's a lot of people that were worse than me. <laughs> why is he just preaching to me? And then I'd go home. Some nights I would cry in bed and and my husband would say well, if you're going to cry like that, you're not going to church anymore. I says, don't worry. I'm tired of him preaching at me. You know, there's other people he can preach to. And and I don't know if he understood or not, but I'd be okay for a couple of days, but Sunday's coming around again. And Sunday, I'm trying to think, you know, what am I going to have for dinner? What am I going to do? I've got to get up early, you know. And I'll let the kids go alone. <laughs> no, I have to take, have to go with them. And so my mom was still alive. My dad had passed away not long after I was married. Then I thought, you know, they took us to church. My dad couldn't have been wrong. My dad was a smart man. So was my mom. And so I started to go to the church where we went to growing up. And I was, I never went to church so much in my life. I was over there Saturday. Sunday, I was up at the missionaries, just back and forth. And, you know, the Lord just kept working in my life. So I would try to ask mom questions. She would just get angry at me because, you know, I was going to a place where they were really teaching the Bible. And uh, then I explained to her about salvation. She says, well, I know about that. They used to talk about that a long time ago and now they're not, but it seems like everything I did, you know, was people would tell me, you know, you got to come to church. I said, I, I'm coming. I was there. And it was like somebody was constantly reminding me that I had to go to church. And I was, I even took some correspondence courses along with the group in church and memorized verses. You know, I really thought, wow, I'm really good. I could memorize verses. And then that, it was like a year after I went to church, I guess, and was pretty miserable, you know. Then I started thinking, you know, why can't I be born again or something? Don't they have anything like that? The very next time I went to church, she's talking about, you know, you got to be born again. And I thought, what is going on, you know? <laughs> and, uh, as he's preaching, he would say, you know, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior, you can't really understand God's Word. 
And I would get so angry, I'd go home and take the Bible, look at it, read it. Does that guy think I'm so stupid or something? I'm seeing the exact words he's seeing. Why is he saying this? <laughs> and the Lord just wouldn't leave me alone. You know, he just constantly was on my mind. And there were things I was doing that I didn't want to do, that I wanted to quit. I had no power to do it. I was seeing it was hurting my family. I was, I had this guilt feeling. You know, I wanted a change in my life. I couldn't do it. I prayed. I did things and, you know, just had no will to. I wanted to, but, you know, my husband would drink and I would drink. And then uh, you know, they said, if you don't accept the Lord as your Savior, you're not going to go to heaven. That hell is real. If you don't accept the Lord, you would go to hell. And, man, that... You know, reading the book of Revelation, it tells you there that there is a hell and that there is a heaven. And I wanted to go to heaven because that's where Jesus is. And and he's the one that could do it. And, um, you know, in the church I went to as I grew up, they did preach that Jesus was born of a virgin birth, that he died and rose again the third day, and that he went to heaven. And, you know, they told us a lot of these things. But they didn't tell us that we had to be born again. I don't know if they just didn't know how to do it, or they thought just telling us would it would happen. I don't know. But I, myself, had to pray and ask Jesus to come into my heart because I want it. Then finally, one night as I walked in the church, they were singing a song that I really like, which is, I know whom I have believed. And it, it was like it was there for me, and I listened to it. And wow, it was like somebody wrote it for me. It's a kind of song I would like to have written. And that night I couldn't leave the church. I just sat there when church was over. And uh, Harlan and his wife, the missionaries, came up and they said, Did you want to talk? I said, Yes. And so he had his kids bring my kids into their house. And he says, okay, Nida, what do you want? I said, I want to accept the Lord as my Savior. And he says, okay. And, you know, he didn't act surprised or, wow, this is what we're waiting for. They were just, took it just like, and I thought, gee, aren't they excited? And I thought, no, I don't want it that way. And I said, I just want to accept the Lord. And, you know, he took out the Bible and gave me verses to read, and he says, and, you know, pray and ask the Lord to save you. Ask him to forgive you your sins. And he said, he's going to forgive every sin in your life. All your past is going to be forgiven, and you'll be born again. And I said, yes, I want to pray, you know, hurry up, let's pray. <laughs> and so uh, he says, uh, Avenel will pray, that's his wife, he said, and then you pray and ask Jesus to save you. And I said, okay. And I prayed, and I didn't just pray for salvation. I asked the Lord to help me be a better wife, be a better mom, be a, just a better person, and, and be a good neighbor. Be, I want people to see that I'm a Christian. I just wanted everything, you know. And 
as I'm praying and I'm trying to think of what to say, he says, you can thank him for saving you. I thanked him right then and there for saving me. And and then finally I quit and then Harlan prayed. And when we were done, you know, we just had a great big group hug. And, and he says, well, <laughs> I says, well, I want to go home and tell Andrew that I got saved. <laughs> he says, okay. And I was just going out and... He says, don't forget your kids. <laughs> he said, okay. So I took the kids, and I mean, I felt like I was walking on air. It's compelling, isn't it? And as you're listening to this story, maybe you're wondering if there's hope for you. Let me assure you, there is. God is still saving people and giving them new life. And He will do this for anyone who will humble themselves and come to Him through His Son, Jesus Christ. As you will hear next time, this story has only begun. But how about you? Have you had a new beginning yet? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Savior? That's where it all starts. Listen to what God says in the Bible. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. New life has certainly come to Nida and her home. We hope that the same will be true for you. If you would like to know more, our mailing address is The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, 56619. That's The Storyteller, P.O. Box 1001, Bemidji, Minnesota, Five six six one nine. Our phone number is 877-766-4648. That's 877-766-4648. You can also find us online at withoutreservation.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the greatest story took place at the cross. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. There's more tonight's story, so be sure to join us again next time as we listen to The Storyteller.